It has been 21 days since my last submission, and uh, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that it has. I've gone two weeks without. I kind of broke a deal I made with myself on that one, and um, a lot's been happening. A lot's been happening, and part of the reason that I haven't released a podcast between now and then, I wish I had some in the tank that I could have posted. Um, but I don't know that I would have. I don't know that, I mean, so much has been happening in the world that's really heavy. And I'm going to attempt to deal with it in this podcast, number 65 of the Hofcast. So if you're tired of hearing about civil unrest and, and people's opinions, then just hit skip. Hit skip. No, no hard feelings if you don't want to listen to my thoughts on it. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to hear it and, um, hear me talk about George Floyd and what's happening in Minneapolis and all across the country, then, um, this is the podcast I'm going to do that on. And I was trying, going back and forth, whether I should do like half serious on this and then a half podcast on uh, that's funny and lighthearted. And I thought, no, there should just be a standalone one of me addressing it. And then we can, uh, hopefully get back to lighter situations, um no no stand updates on the calendar so no need to pump that we can just move right ahead and listen i i don't pretend to have perfect solutions or perfect knowledge on everything that has to do with the black lives matter movement uh but i have giving it given it a fair amount of thought so um this is this is just kind of the end of my thoughts after a few weeks of ingesting and researching and listening, did a lot of listening. Um, tried not to talk too much, <laughs> although I got a loud mouth. <laughs> sometimes I, uh, sometimes I, I did talk, but I've been trying to do mostly listening. And now uh, I will share with you what what I've come up with, and w- where I'm at right now with it, um, and what it means for comedy because. Like, you know, in the end, that's that's where I'm going to have to ingest it and and put it through the ringer and try and make try and make something light out of this darkness. And I hope I'm able to do that without um, minimizing anybody's pain and without uh, overstepping my bounds. Um, First of all, we pay our respects to not just George Floyd, but everybody that's that has been mistreated, um, you know, over the years, which is just countless numbers of people, not just by the police, but by society and, and everybody. That kind of includes, you know, anybody that's been uh, marginalized. And uh, so I hope nothing that I say offends anybody, uh, but I hope we're all able to listen. And, and please know that, you know, I'm a human being too. I'm probably going to make mistakes while I'm talking right here, so please give me a little bit of grace. And that's that's what I learned mostly out of this thing is we all have to have empathy, we all have to be empathetic, kind of like put ourselves, you know, on the back boiler because because there are a lot there's a lot of rhetoric that goes around that kind of puffs my chest up and makes me feel like I need to defend um, <laughs> as stupid as it sounds like, you know, you hear. And this is where I think a lot of people get tripped up. They hear the phrase Black Lives Matter and and 
people get puffed up and they think that's an attack somehow on white people. And, and to some people it might be. Uh, but I, I don't think that's the way that it's intended and that I don't think that's the way it needs to be taken. And you can realize, you know, you don't have to fire back. We don't have to fire back with all lives matter. It's, I, I saw a meme posted recently and I had posted something a few years ago, um, along the same lines, but the, the gist of it was, you know, if somebody is dying of colon cancer and they say, you know what, to hell with colon cancer, and you say, what a, What about breast cancer? What about breast cancer? That's not good. And they, of course, of course, that's not good. Of course, screw all cancer. But like right now, that person's going through colon cancer. So that's that kind of like made it a little clear uh, for me. And, and I had had that feeling because you hear Black Lives Matter. And as a white man, like initially, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that all, all lives matter. Like, but you don't like it's not the time. It's not the time. So the time is to put in focus Black Lives Matter because that's what uh, needs to be addressed. That's what needs to be addressed is the fact that, um, you know, they've continued to be mistreated and and, uh, and there are things that are going on. And But I also don't subscribe to the notion uh, to hell with the police. Like, I feel like we need the police. We need, we need <laughs> somebody to uh, make sure that civil discourse doesn't get out of control and that we don't spiral. But you, when, when someone abuses their power, they need to be taken down. And, and safeguards need to be put in place to help prevent that type of person from obtaining that type of power. Um, you know, that's why I think the, the name of the game here is transparency, you guys. And I don't understand why... Uh, you know, a lot of lot of precincts have body cams, and the footage isn't readily available until months down the line. It's like, why the hell isn't body camera footage available, completely unredacted, immediately following an incident? Like, it should just go like straight into the public eye. Like, and and they'll say we got to protect the no, no, not in the situation when like everybody there's kind of a. I mean, you walk into a public building, they've got cameras, okay. They, they've got cameras. They don't have a sign up that says, hey, we're videotaping on the premises. You walk into a casino, you know how many cameras are pointed at you? Like you give up a little bit of your privacy to live your life. And, and so like if that protects somebody who's being abused by the police, of course, release that footage unredacted. You don't need to black out everybody's face. Just put it on there, okay? If a guy is walking down the street, he's not where he's supposed to be, and he gets in trouble with his old lady, so what? At least we maybe that guy shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> so we got to have transparency. And it extends, like, right now we need to focus on it at the, uh, you know, police level, but it needs to extend through all branches of government, right? Like, you guys see that. Like, we need transparency and it's funny I, I had this thought and then I like my thought was we got to have cameras uh, in every political office we need to have every politician's phone tapped so they can't have any conversations in private like the military can have one room one bunker where they can go and talk about top secret things the rest of it needs to be out in the open I want to hear what kind of backdoor deals the senators and the congressmen are doing Everything needs to be transparent. Like, it needs to be out in the open. There, there can't be secrets anymore. Like, they spy on us. 
Our own government taps our phones. If you think this podcast isn't being swept, now this podcast is free and available to anybody. I, I encourage the government officials to download it, rate, review, subscribe. But but uh, we, we got to be able to like have transparency anywhere there's public officials because anywhere that, where there's potential for abuse, there needs to be transparency. And I say this, and, and then I just, Sarah and I just watched the movie The Circle, on Amazon Prime, which is Tom Hanks and uh, Emma Watson, who is uh, Hermione from uh, from Harry Potter, and um, and the whole thing was about transparency, and then it ended up being bad. But but I when they were talking about it from the politician's standpoint, n- and nothing bad ever came of it in the movies from the politician's standpoint. When the lady's like, "I'm gonna wear a camera, and you have access to all my stuff," nothing bad came of that. Like they said, "Ooh, that seems crazy," but I was sitting there going, "Yeah, do that," because I literally had that thought like a few days before, and then I was like, "Yes, that is where it should be." It doesn't mean that you need to have cameras up in people's private homes, but we. We need to make sure that our politicians can't get away with stuff, okay? And, <laughs> um, but really, we got to focus on the cops, right? That's a that's a bigger problem for another time that I think should be addressed after this is. But the body camera thing, I think, is legitimate. I don't understand why you would have it on, and, and a lot of these uh, police precincts were turning off their cameras during the rioting because they said, "Oh, we got to respect the you know public's privacy." No, no, you don't. Nope, they're out in public, okay? It's we're kind of under a social contract right now. Like you got you got to pretend like you don't have satellites in the sky that can magnify everybody's image like they can tell what kind of ice cream I'm eating standing in my front yard from up in space, okay? You're going to pretend like that doesn't exist? Privacy. Get the hell out of here. I'm in a public space. Get that camera on. I want to see what you're doing. I want to see what you're able what, what what you're doing. And that that footage needs to be readily available if there's an incident. And I don't want any of this redacted stuff. I can't. You cannot run it through an editor. It needs to be sent. And body camera footage needs to be sent to several different precincts independently, independent auditors. That's part of what the NAACP said that they wanted to see change. They wanted uh, independent auditors of police investigations into their own force. And I think that's a great idea, but it needs to extend beyond there. It needs to go to two other at random independent auditors in in other cities so you you don't have control because you you tell me in a small town like people aren't going to get away with stuff because they they know you know the independent auditors are also under the police thumb no you got to send it to two independent and random and private other auditor and it needs to be looked at you have to have accountability that's what this is all about like People that aren't held accountable for their actions are going to get away with a lot of stuff. And I feel it deep down. Like, I feel it. Like, sometimes I'm I'm walking along and I'm eating a sandwich and all of a sudden, like, one of the napkins or something blows away. And I look at it and I go, nobody saw that. Nobody saw me just drop that napkin. I could let it just go. But I don't. I go get it. Because even though nobody's watching, I have to live with myself. I have that feeling deep down inside of me. And I... I hope you have that too. I hope you have that sense of responsibility. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. I, I hold all of us, the doom doom bippers, to a higher standard. I think we are the solution in a lot of these cases. And even if we're not the solution, we're we're grease 
on the way to a solution. Like, we might not have all the answers, guys, and that's okay. That's okay if we don't have all the answers. Sometimes it's okay to throw your hands up and say, I need help. I, I, I need somebody to point me in the right direction. Like, tell me what I can do to help. And then listen. And listen, and don't, don't be a, a doorstop. Be, be grease on the way to, to getting a solution. Like, let's figure this out and let me help make it more possible and make it easier. And I, and I don't want this to come off sounding preachy because, guys, I don't have it all together either. I, I'm right there with you, okay? This is just one guy's opinion, and I'm really kind of I'm talking myself into all this stuff too. That's part of what this podcast is, is me like, you know, I do a fair amount of time, you know, trying to process my feelings and process my thoughts on these things, and then, you know, this kind of helps me verbalize it and verbalize where I'm at, and I need you guys to hold me accountable too. Like, if you have ideas, if you have thoughts on the matter, which I'm sure a lot of you do, a lot of you have been hitting me up um, these last few weeks, like saying, hey, where's the new podcast? Like, So I really appreciate it, and when you guys give me feedback, I love that. Um, So please continue to do that, and and let me know where you stand on on all these matters, because it's a it's a crazy time, and and most of us have not lived through any of this, and so it's our first time going through it, and we can do better, we can do better than people in the past if we keep an open dialogue and understand we're not. That's what it's important when you hear you know people of color being angry at the police or or saying things like Black Lives Matter. It's important for white people not to take umbrage to that. Don't feel attacked, like that. That's a that's a group of people that feel like they're not being heard, and and we need to hear them. We we don't need to say, well, what about breast cancer? We we need to say yes, yes. How can we, how can we help? What can we do? And a lot of people are doing those peaceful protest protests, which is powerful. And I in no way like agree with the people that are looting and smashing things up and burning cars. I don't think that's the way to go. I un- but I do understand their anger. My my wife and I got in a little argument over this when she asked, you know, why why do you think they're doing that? I said, I I understand why they're doing it. And she's like, you don't understand what it's what they've gone through. And I said, listen, I'm you don't have to go through what somebody's going through to understand and be empathetic. That's the thing. I I understand why they're smashing. I've been so mad. I wanted to smash things. You think I haven't punched a wall? I have, and I haven't even been through half of what a lot of these people have seen. So I understand why they're that angry, and I just hope that we can find a better solution, and we all need to be better. We all need to be better, because when we stop talking, when we start yelling and stop talking, that's when we get into trouble. And I, I, watched, I watched the George Floyd video, and it was upsetting. It was very upsetting. And you sit there, and you watch it, and you, I, I put myself in the situation of the police, of the guy, that had his, you know, knee on the guy's throat of the other cops that were standing there. I put myself in the position of the people videotaping. And so, listen, this is no, this is in no way, what I'm about to say is in no way a uh, criticism of what the peop- the bystanders did. No way of criticism. You're in the moment. You, don't ha- you didn't have time to think it through like I have for the past uh, 20 days. Okay? But, I think there is a learning opportunity here for if, heaven forbid, you're in a situation like this, if you guys watch the tape, it was chaotic. If you watch the tape, it was chaotic. None of those people that were yelling things 
could get through to the police officer in my mind, possibly because of the chaos. And when you don't have like it's listen, I'm not criticizing at all. I want that to be perfectly clear. Please don't take what I'm saying out of context. What those people did, they were in the moment. You know, I uh, no ill will and and what they did was perfectly fine. If I'm in that situation in the future, after having the opportunity to process everything I saw, you're not getting a lot of places by yelling and a lot of people yelling. That adds to the chaos. So if I'm in that situation, I try and get control of everybody so there's not a bunch of yelling, just one person trying to communicate person to person. Because then I think empathy is unavoidable. If you can look at somebody in the eye and talk to them with respect, then I think empathy is unavoidable. I hope it is. I hope any police officer would be empathetic enough to see the humanity in that moment. I, you know, I might be wrong. And if and if a police officer doesn't have any empathy, which it appears that guy didn't, but maybe one of the others would have, like then then I think we get rid of that one. We get rid of that guy. And that, that probably should be some sort of psychological test. I know they go through rigorous psychological tests, but there's something that's that's missing in there. Like, have you ever been have you ever been pulled over for speeding a little bit and the cop like just straight up gives you a ticket? Like I'm sure they need to do a little bit of that to deter tickets, but like they, there have been situations where I'm like, come on, man. Like just come on. Just a warning this time. And nope. Here's your ticket. Like that's in my opinion, like that that's not like black and white but in my opinion like a little empathy would be nice like i feel like officers that give more warnings than tickets good for them sorry to get this way sorry that um sorry this isn't funny uh, i don't feel like this is a time to be funny i haven't had and enough time to figure out where to go from here. And right now, just the situation isn't funny. I see a lot of people are hurting, and it bums me out. It bums me out that a lot of people are hurting. A lot of my friends are obviously hurting and upset. It's important, though. It's important that we don't attack each other. Um, you know, I understand people are mad and upset. It's important that we move together and keep dialogue open. I see too many people saying, you know what, if you don't think this, then defriend me right now. It's like, no, no, don't give up on people. Okay, don't give up. And and that's not, you think somebody who believes that looks at that and goes, oh, or do they think, all right, screw you then. I don't need you. Then we got both sides, you know, having a problem. Uh, call me Switzerland. This is the way I always grew up, trying to like help people, um, help people that were arguing, like figure it out, figure it out. Because we've got to figure. I mean, we're all on this planet together. We got to find a way forward. And I don't want that to come out sounding kumbaya, <laughs> and I, I don't think it has to be kumbaya. I think it could just be like, can we figure out a way to coexist so that everybody's being treated nicely and and nobody feels slighted, like that way. Everybody has the the best opportunity to move forward, and we're best when we're together. We're best when we're together. I, I God knows I need you guys. God knows I need pe- other people. I can't exist in a vacuum by myself. Some people might like that, but these last three months of quarantine, like, 
amplified the fact that I can't be, I can't be just alone with my own thoughts. <laughs> I need you. I need you to tell me when I'm being a moron because I might not realize it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's, it's upsetting that, you know, I, I see the government doing some response. There is some like police reform, but I mean, look at what it's taking to just get a little bit of action out of them. That's not good. That's not good that it takes rioting in hundreds of cities for the government to go, oh, hell, I guess we should probably do something, huh? Like, what in the world? Like, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, I know you have 300 million people in this country and everybody wants something different, but it shouldn't be that hard when such a large group of people is feeling slighted. Oh, you guys, I don't... I thought <laughs> I started talking and I thought I thought that I had a good handle on where I was going to go with this and I've, I've just been kind of stumbling along for the last 20 minutes. I hope there was something out of that that was worthwhile. I hope there was some I, at least for me it was a little bit uh relieving to get it out there and just express how I've been feeling. And I think it's good to have a place where you can do that. And if anybody wants to hit me up on social media, send me messages in my in my direct messages. You've got thoughts, you've got feelings to let me hear them. And I, I want to be able to process all of it, all of it. I'm, you know, I'm like a big meat grinder and I try and put as much in it as I can and just condense it down until you get the perfect patty. I don't think I've done it this time, but I... But I like to think that I'm making steps forward. I'm trying to figure out. And, and a lot of it is on me and what I need to do to help to help be that grease for us to move forward. Because that's, that's something I, you know, I've always looked for the funny. But sometimes I need to, you know, realize when something's a little more serious than, than I thought it was. And, and be empathetic and put myself in other people's shoes. And I hope that we're all able to do that. I, I believe you guys are. I believe... I believe the Doom Doom Bippers out there, and there's a lot of us. Don't be fooled, okay? <laughs> you see a guy, you know, bipping along. You realize there's there's more of us out there than we know, and and so I, I feel comfort in that that there's a lot of us that are like-minded and want to help and 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 be good people, and, and they can understand. Like even if somebody's saying something you don't agree with them, like it's good to understand where they come from and understand they probably sat down and thought it thought it out and this is the conclusion they've come to so what what led up to that situation to lead them to that conclusion just because it's different from yours doesn't mean it's wrong I'm, I'm realizing that a lot like you know my sister's a good example seen her a lot during these last few weeks and she and I don't agree on a lot of things but um but I I get closer and closer to understanding where she's coming from and even if then at the end I still don't agree with her at least I understand how she got there. Um, I think it's good that we all take time and listen to one another and, and try and help. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to post some things with this podcast um, that I think are positive steps for all of us to take. Obviously, um, you know, if you see opportunities to write to a senator, I've done that a couple times and it kind of feels like you're throwing something into a black hole. Like I got a response 
but it was obviously a form letter response. And I don't know if they're like making little tick marks like, okay, we got 1,300 of those angry letters about this. And we got, you know, 700 on the other side. So I guess this is where our constituents lie. More than likely, they're they're not doing that. And they're just, you know, scratching each other's back. Part of the reason we need transparency. But, but I think there are things you can do. And, and a big part of it, from what I can understand, is empathetic listening. Empathetic listening because the, the writing is the voice of the unheard. And we need, we need to hear people. We need to hear people of all different walks of life so that we don't reach this, this state that we're in right now. And I appreciate, appreciate everyone listening to this podcast. And I'll, I'll come out with another one soon and we'll be a little more lighthearted. Thanks for giving me the time today. Um, no dates on the calendar till next year. So that might change. I'll let you know if it does. But in the meantime, you know, spread this on if there's someone else that you think uh, would benefit from hearing this and that you think needs to be on the Doom Doom BIP team. Get them on board, man. Get them on board. Send them, send them a few of your favorite episodes. And uh, let, let's keep this train rolling right along. And I, I'm going to re-pledge right now. I'm not going to miss another Friday moving forward. I'm sorry that I missed these last two weeks. I love you all. And I uh, hope... You're staying safe. I'll talk to you all next week.